Otherwise, if you withhold intentionally, then that's called drip-fed truth, and that can actually cause more trauma. Welcome to Coffee with a Couple Cure, where we share practical tips for your relationship before you finish your first cup. Here's Jay and Lori Pyatt. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with a Couple Cure. I'm Jay. And I'm Lori. This is uh, Season 3, Episode 4. Today, we're doing Step 4 out of the 12 Steps. 12 Steps originated from Alcoholics Anonymous, Big Book. And um, Step 4 says we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. And this is the step that I think more people struggle with than any other because they look at that and see a couple of things. They see that it, it can be a lot of work to go back and look at all of the things we had done that it's a moral inventory, so they have to look at the things where they were outside of their own morals or outside of their own um, what their own sense of right and wrong. They yeah. lost their sense of integrity. Yeah. And, um, you know, I definitely agree with all those things, and, and there's there's a reason to go down that path. In Alcoholics Anonymous, there's a very simple one-page form that you can go through with someone else, and it looks at um, key people in your life. Do you have an issue of pride with them? Do you have an issue of envy with them? And it doesn't get into all of the nitty-gritty details, and um, there's a good reason for that. Do I have to look at every single time that I've envied another person to really know that I struggle with envy. No. But if I look at a few things with a certain person like my, like a parent or another family member or a close friend and realize I have lived a life of envy around them, then I'm taking my moral inventory and saying, okay, I need to go back to my, this family member, that family member, and talk to them, apologize to them for my envy. And that happens in a later step. But So right now it's just listing it. Yeah, right now you're just searching it out. You're not disclosing it to anyone. That happens in step five. You're just trying to get a sense of what happened in your life, where you were out of your integrity, who you were out of your integrity with, and, and what that looked like. It's good to go through this step with another person um, because you're, again, you need someone who can say it's going to be okay and that they've been at that that stage in their life too. Um, typically, that's what a, a good sponsor uh, does is they tell you, you know, this is how it showed up for me in my life. This is how envy showed up for me. Mm-hmm. Now. Given what Lori and I have been through, there's a, another aspect to this, which is called disclosure. Disclosure mm-hmm. is a much different animal because disclosure is making mm-hmm. a list of where were the places that I acted out um, through pornography, through um, affairs, through masturbation, whatever it might have been to the detail, to the level that Lori needs to know them. And it's done in a way 
that supports the partner who's finding out. So uh, because we have, well, because Lori is trauma trained, there's, there's a path to disclosure that is much different than just making a fearless moral inventory. Can you go ahead and talk about how different this step four is from disclosure? Yeah, for step four, you can list them out, but I, I personally believe that disclosure needs to be another level of detail oh, okay. over the, because um, what you're trying to get a handle on in step four is is the nature you know um because what we do in step five is it talks about the exact nature of our wrongs it doesn't say every little detail of our wrongs right so for me to identify that i'm dishonest that i'm envious that i'm lustful that i'm angry that i'm impatient those are adjectives that don't need every detail in order for me to know that. If one sticks out in your head, and we're still on step four, not disclosure. Right. If one sticks out in your head, like I really messed up here and it was against this person and these are the details, is that part of step four? It can be. Um, and it, uh, so on the one hand, I want to make step four easy for people to engage with. Mm -hmm. You know, so if it's your first time through, instead of thinking I've, you know, it's going to fill a book, a book, you know, several books. Uh, I almost use the word phone book, but nobody knows what those are anymore. So, you know, if, if you're going to have a stack of paper that's that's a foot thick. Nobody wants to do that their first time out. Um, nobody wants to do that their 10th time out. They want to collect that over time, you know, so. um but yes, if you do remember specific events, there there is a place to write those down. The great thing about the 12 steps is you don't just do them once. Some of them you do daily. Some of them you go back and do on a regular basis. And step four is one that you do on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a phrase, uh, even in the big book, there's a whole section called more will be revealed. And that's people telling their stories. Mm. But what will happen with your moral inventory and your disclosure is more will be revealed. We don't, well, very few humans remember every detail of everything they've done. And because we don't, things will be stirred up in us again. And so, and I hate to say that this is is true, but there's been times I've told Lori, yeah, that's absolutely everything that I can remember. And two weeks later, I'm like, oh yeah, and I remembered this, this, and this, and they're even worse. And, and you'd wonder how could you not remember it? And I wish I knew how my brain worked to say, here's why I didn't remember it or why I should have remembered it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And go ahead. And over time I learned that, um, you know, he either did or didn't want to be honest about those things. So that over time came easier because I, I do want to make clear that when it comes to disclosure after betrayal, we're, we're not saying more will be revealed on purpose. Like most right. doctors who um, try to help couples after this, 
at least the doctors that actually get somewhere with couples, they will say, do a disclosure. But I don't want you hearing us saying more will be revealed later when it comes to disclosure. Be ready to reveal what you know. Your partner will tell you, okay, that's too much. Let's take a break. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be ready for it later. Um, otherwise, if you withhold intentionally, then that's called drip fed truth. And that can actually cause more trauma. So be really careful about what you're hearing us say. We're saying when it comes to disclosure, write it down, be ready to reveal everything you can remember to the extent that she wants to hear it, to the level of detail she wants to hear it. Um, women be careful because they can become obsessions, but um, we're just trying to keep you from that drip-fed truth that can really destroy trust more than the initial um, thing you're you're talking, you know, you're making an inventory of. Right. Yeah, and so I apologize for that. My my intent here is you are going to go through and and be as detailed as you can possibly be. And don't be surprised if you, you're really thinking, man, I have got everything on the table. And then something else pops into your head that, that you had just completely forgotten about. Um, and then start writing those things down because um, all of that in disclosure form needs to come out. From a fearless moral inventory uh, really, I think the first time through, we need to see how truly broken we are. Um, we may not need to dive into every detail. So while uh, disclosure deals with my, my lust, my dishonesty, the places where I have been envious or impatient or some of those things may not be so necessary. Uh, other than for me to recognize my moral condition mm -hmm. as I go through. Right. And over time, again, going back to betrayal, after the bigger things get dealt with after betrayal, the smaller things will. I know like Jay's overeating and uh, his anger and traffic, those things help me to see that okay, he's still kind of entitled, he's still kind of demanding, that's the very thing that led to the sexual breakdown between us. So um, those will be dealt with later, I think. They typically are anyway with the couples that we, we talk to. Right. Key word, in, or one of the key words in this phrase is fearless. And, and what I want to tell you is the more you reveal, the deeper you dig, the more free you will become as a result. Mm-hmm. The, um, I always think of it as blackmail. If, if I have a secret, someone can blackmail me by saying, I will tell your secrets unless you give me what I want. But if I tell my secrets, the more my mm -hmm. secrets I tell, the less anyone else can hold over my head. Mm -hmm. Because oh. I, I no longer have that secret to keep, hide. Yeah. to hide. You know, I have nothing else to hide. And is it painful? Absolutely. You know, this is, that's why the word fearless is used. It is painful to reveal those things. It's painful for someone else to hear, especially in the area of sex addiction and, and disclosure. But it, I, I also know this from personal experience. If you wait 
a number of years before something comes to the surface, as minor as it may seem at the time, it can still cause more pain. And, and what it does is it begins to open that door of questions again. Okay, if he kept this from me, what else did he keep? Mm -hmm. If he didn't talk about this, you know, what's the big thing I don't know about? And, and it creates trauma. It creates a ton of questions. It creates a ton of what if thinking. And that's not a good place for people to go when it comes to addiction. So, um, you know, what I want to encourage you in is to be as, as fearless as you can possibly be. And I will say one thing on this, because of the nature of sexual addiction, if you have done something illegal, uh, you may need to talk to an attorney. And you may need to talk to that attorney before you do your disclosure. Uh, again, I am not advocating anyone keep secrets. But if you are going down this road, it is very important that if you have done anything illegal, and I'll leave it like that, you need to talk to someone who can, can help you navigate that. Mm -hmm. The other aspect of this is whatever you reveal, whatever you write down, if it involves another person, you may need to get their permission to talk about it. And that's a much more complicated thing. Typically, the guys I deal with, we've done all of our activities by ourselves. But there may be cases where you've done something that involves another person. And if you're going to talk about something that occurred with them, there, there may be, an, again, another place to consult uh, legal advice. Right. And I want to make clear, this is just step four. This is just making the inventory. This is just writing out your disclosure, that sort of thing. Um, disclosing it, admitting it is step five. You can still do this step without yes. showing it to anybody. Right. Um, you can even, like I would encourage you, if it's like stuff you do not want anybody to see, go ahead and write it out call it something, call it, um, like label it something, and then burn that paper. At least you know you've been brave enough to write it down because you can do this step even if there are things that you would never want anybody to learn about. You can still list them out or at least acknowledge them in your own head. Right, right. Um, so step four, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Uh, we're making the inventory. You know, if you're trying to remember something, uh, I found this out through an uh, through exercise of my own. Go for a jog. Try to remember the event uh, as much as you can if, if you really need to. Try to remember what led up to the event. And while you're running, try to recreate that event in your mind. Um, it's funny that that's the, the phrase, jog your memory, is... Um, actually true in this case, going out and doing something physical can help our minds move in a little bit different way and help us to recover details of an event that we had previously forgotten. Yeah, go jogging, do some gardening, something like that, go for a walk. Right. Um, I like that. Yeah, one thing that stuck out to me, were you? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Um, one thing that stuck out to me was made. Made. You made a searching and fearless moral inventory. I was close to some of the leadership at our last 12-step um, 
group that we went to, um, it was a CR, and they said, very rare did people do step four. Mm -hmm. So if you can just at least make the inventory, then you're probably ahead of, I don't know, 80% of the people that are in recovery in a 12-step recovery group. So um, that's pretty big. It is scary. Therefore, you need to start thinking of safe people, uh, like really safe people, depending on your history, because that's going to help you open up to them. It's going to help them be able to relate to you and love you uh, beyond that, because it's fearless. You have to be fearless to do this because it is scary to admit those things about ourselves. Yet when you can find a kind and caring and understanding and forgiving, loving, grace, graceful person to love you beyond that, it can be one of the most freeing things that you ever experience in your life. I think that's why God says, uh, confess your sins to one another. You know, this mm. is this is preparing for that step. So start making a list in your mind also of, of safe people that um, you feel like uh, can handle this information and handle it well. If you're in a 12-step group, I would start with uh, people who have done a lot of sponsoring mm. because they've, if they've got a good reputation of being a good sponsor, then um, they're probably pretty safe people. And I like that Jay brought up, you know, you don't have to get into the nitty-gritty details unless it's a disclosure you're giving to your wife uh, or spouse uh, because they might need to know more detail. Um, I've heard it before. Even an apology without details, like, hey, I'm sorry for that, isn't much of an apology. Hey, I'm sorry for running over your uh, favorite pool toy with the uh, lawnmower. You know, if if I went to my child and said that, it's not it's not going to feel very genuine. So to get specific about it is kind of critical when it comes to interpersonal relationships, especially when it comes to huge breakdowns like betrayal. And unless you, you get real about these things, whether it's your step four or a sexual disclosure, the less you really dive in, then the more you're still living in hiddenness. And when it comes to the work we do, that's... Uh, it's almost like the game is lost before it gets started. Their their repair is lost before it gets started. When it, when the addict or the person who acted out is wanting to withhold that information. And when it comes to a sexual disclosure, the key is later in step five, the key will be giving it to them at the level they want to hear it. Beforehand, you can find out when you're going through the the making this list you can find out like how much do you want to know then you know how deep to go in in your thinking um, but really at step five you really need to go at their speed after betrayal and on that i would say that um, i have worked with some men whose partners do not want to know the details I would encourage you then to speak to someone about the details mm -hmm. because there are some things in there that will, number one, uh, free you from that sense of blackmail, free you from that sense of 
shame and being trapped in your secrets. And they're also, in some of those things, keys to your own healing. Like imagine if you brought your worst secret to your sponsor or to your doctor or to somebody and they said, I did the exact same thing. Right. I even did it worse. And it's actually more common than you think. I mean, that could just make the shackles fall off of you. But then they can tell you, and this is how I started um, becoming less bound to that thing. This right. is what I've seen work. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, pretty challenging stuff today. Yeah. And again, you know, we kind of crossed into step five a lot. So right. we'll, we'll talk more about that. Today. All right, everybody. We will see you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.